Hello and welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast, where it's always knitting and running in 30 minutes or less. This is episode 50, Rhinebeck Recap, recorded on November 1st, 2018. First off, happy Halloween, a day late. I tried to record yesterday, but we have a family birthday on Halloween, which makes everything that much more insane around here. Um, good insane, definitely good insane, but insane all the same. Yeah, like so we've, for example, learned the hard way not to carve the pumpkin on Halloween anymore. Always, at least a day or two or three before. But anyway, we hope you all had a very happy Halloween. For those of you who celebrate, um, my boys went out as BB-8 and Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars, and they asked that we bring the soundtrack with them because, of course, kids these days are so plugged in. So I have Spotify on my phone, and I walked around playing the Imperial March on my cell phone for an hour or two last night, which we had a lot of smiles at our, our neighbors' houses for that one. Also, a big thank you to those of you who are returning listeners. Thank you very much. I know there are literally thousands of podcasts, perhaps millions these days. So thank you for spending a few minutes of your precious time with me. Really appreciate it. And if you're a new listener, welcome. This is not exactly a normal show. I don't normally spend a good chunk of the time uh, talking about one adventure, for example. But uh, it was Rhinebeck about a week and a half ago. So we have to give a little bit of extra time to Rhinebeck. Segments this week include FOs, whips, out and about, which is basically Rhinebeck recap this week, pattern stocking, and on the run. So here we go. FOs. Well, I have made 12 hats since Rhinebeck. It's craft fair season here, and I have my first fair of the season coming up on Saturday. Talk a little bit more about that on out and about as well. I'm trying to increase my stock of Fun for Hats. Uh, they are one of my best sellers. I sell Fun for Hats and matching sweaters for American Girl dolls, and um, they usually go like hotcakes. And I realize I don't have enough hats. So I have been knitting or averaging at least one hat per day since Rhinebeck, which is amazing considering our home life has not calmed down at all. It's actually increased because since Rhinebeck, we have had a birthday party with 16 small children between the ages of four and seven, thankfully not at my house. I have had a grad school reunion. We have a karate graduation tomorrow, not to mention a birthday and Halloween itself. <laughs> so it's been a minor miracle that I have gotten 12 hats done, but I'm really glad um, because whenever I don't have enough, people, the kids get very sad because they want their hats to match their, their doll sweaters. For whips, I have another craft fair hat in progress. I am working on a turquoise one right now, which is a new color I just started carrying last year, but it's turned out to be very popular. So both the girls and the boys love turquoise, which is awesome. I'm also working on a find your fade shawl. I am on the third section, which is the second garter stitch section, and I'm still doing it in color one. I'm not going to give away any of the secret sauce, but I'm not going to fade until this color actually runs out. I'm using the raspberry dyed hand spun cotton that I've mentioned in past episodes from the, the yarn that I dyed with my, my sons after our freezer and refrigerator died. And then when, when I do reach the end of this skein of yarn, I'm going to fade into the raspberry blackberry blend, which is kind of a, a, like a pale red color. The raspberry itself is a very pale pink. And then the, sorry, strawberry blackberry is what I meant to say. The strawberry blackberry blended dyed yarn is a pale red. So that should look really nice fading into each other. I'm also working on the Changing Staircases shawl, and that is in a cotton bamboo blend from Great Adirondack Yarns. More on that soon because it's the yarn I bought at Rhinebeck. 
And I do want to do a really quick knitting fail that I'm going to insert here because it's actually not in my show notes because after I wrote up the show notes yesterday, I had a knitting fail. <laughs> and it's on my Find Your Fade shawl. I don't know what it is. My brain, it just has a mental block with this pattern. It's an easy pattern. It is not difficult. It's well written. You know, Andrea Mowley's patterns are great. You're in good hands with her. She's a great designer and she's really got an eye. A really good eye for doing, you know, this this whole fade thing. I mean, she started the, the, the fad, of course. So anything going wrong in this pattern is me, not her. Her patterns are marvelous. I, I'm going to say it again. This pattern is very well written and easy to follow, but my brain is just scattered in so many directions that I screwed it up royally. I was probably about halfway through section three, and I realized that I wasn't actually doing everything on the front of the shawl. So there's, there's a, there's a special decrease that has to be done in a, you know, in line to make everything work right. I get out. I don't want to give away the secret sauce of, of this shawl. And it's done on, always done on the, the right side. And I had been doing it sometimes on the right side, sometimes on the wrong side. And I realized that that was why I kept getting the wrong number of stitches on either side of the stitch counter. This is a really easy pattern. Every two rows, it increases by two stitches. It's not rocket science, but I kept screwing it up and I kept doing things on the wrong side. And I've, you know, I've been pulling this out at night when I'm tired. I didn't realize how tired I really have been that I've been screwing up, you know, yarn overs and a two stitch decrease. Uh, holy moly. Wow. Yep. I have really badly. <laughs> To the point where I had, I looked at it. I thought I just screwed up a couple rows back, and then I, you know, I, I unraveled those and put the the um, stitches back on the needle. And I realized, nope, a few more rows. And then I realized, nope, actually, I started screwing up on the first row of the third section. So I just ripped out all of section three, put everything back on the needles for the third time, and started over again. <laughs> and now every time I pick it up, I look to make sure that I'm on the right side, so I know where I'm going, and if I actually need to do a decrease or not. <laughs> I can't believe how royally I've screwed up. Such a simple pattern. But that's, you know, you, you, you take it for advantage. Oh, this is an easy pattern. This is nothing. I'm tired. I'll just pick it up and just go on autopilot. And wow. Holy moly. Uh, the one plus side is that I'm actually liking the way the yarn is <laughs> knitting with it the second time. This is some hand-spun cotton, and I definitely overspun it. This is the cotton I spun during the Tour de Fleece, and I was trying to get an entire pound of cotton spun up during those three weeks, and I did it, and I'm proud I did it. It was a you know a stretch goal, and it was a lot of hard work, but the quality of the yarn definitely suffered for the speed. My other yarns that I have knit with so far have been much easier on the hand, I don't want to say I quite spun up a rope. It's not that bad, but it's not far off. <laughs> you take my meaning. And that's the first time I've spun anything resembling rope. Usually I find that the hand spun cotton that I've spun up either um, spindle spun or wheel spun is much softer than a mass produced cotton yarn. It's actually a joy to work with. So I'm thinking I might actually take the hanks of yarn that I'm going to use for the remainder of the Fide Your Fade and, and give them a little bit of abuse on purpose and you know, smash them around and, you know, whack them on the wall or on the floor or something and just, you know, get the, the fiber tension to break up a little bit because the hand knitting with it this time around is just so much easier. It's it's a lot softer and it's really a joy to work with. 
But, you know, you live and you learn. And I'm glad I'm dealing with this now so that if I'm going to do a tour de fleece again next year, I know to back off and, and while speed, yes, speed is nice and, and a goal is nice. It's more important to have a really good yarn at the end than to just have something completed. Out and about. Well, I went to Rhinebeck a week and a half ago. It was a lot of fun. I took the Webb's bus, so that made it a really long Saturday. I woke up a little before 4.30. I was out the door by 4.45 a.m. I had to be at Webb's around 6.30. I think I got there about 6.40-ish or so. So I hit the road. Um, I, I had to stop once or twice because I had um, technical difficulties buying breakfast. I went to our local um, Dunkin' Donuts and it was supposed to open at four. And I went to the drive-thru and it wasn't open. There's somebody definitely in the building. Like, okay, this is a little weird. But so I pulled off to the side. I was trying to sync up. We have one of those, you know, cars that attaches to your phone via Bluetooth. I was trying to set it up and it wouldn't set up. So I pulled off to the side and like, give me, you know, take five minutes. I've got time. I can get this set up. So I don't have to actually play it off my phone, listen to music the whole way there. So while I was tinkering with that, I saw somebody actually successfully go through the drive-thru. So I pulled back around through and ordered my breakfast. You know, I wanted a bagel with veggie cream cheese. You know, you, you know, you can pretend it's healthy. And, um, she repeated it back to me. It was garbled, but I thought I heard what I had said. And I pulled up to the Window paid for it. it was a little bit more expensive than I was expecting, but you know maybe the prices had risen. I didn't didn't look and stupid on me. And I paid for it and I pull off to the side to unwrap everything so I can eat it. And I realize it's not a bagel with cream cheese. It's a bacon egg and cheese sandwich on a bagel. And I hate eggs. And um, oh, so um, I peeled off whatever I could. I have to say I'm not the biggest bacon fan in the world. I know it's sacrilege. I cook it for my kids all the time. And my husband, they love bacon. I'll eat a little bit, but you know, not what I was looking for at four, four to five in the morning when I'm not yet caffeinated. So hit the road. You know, actually found a trash can throughout the egg. So my car wouldn't smell like egg for the rest of the day. You know, ate, ate what I could salvage of the bagel and then pulled into a uh, rest stop on, on the mass turnpike. Ordered a second breakfast, just got some biscuits at McDonald's, used the bathroom, what have you. Hopped back on the road with some more caffeine and got there about 6.40. Said hello to a couple people that I, I know in passing and it was nice to see them. Got on the bus and headed to Rhinebeck. And I realized when I sat down, went to pull up my knitting, my knitting was back at my house. In the bag that I'd prepped the night before. On my sofa. In my living room. I was kicking myself. I had five hours in a bus that I could knit on anything I wanted. No deadlines, just whatever I wanted to do. And I'd left it at home. Oh, I was so mad. I even had two projects. I had one for the bus that required a little more concentration. Ironically, the find your fade shawl, because I'd kept screwing up the, the math. And then I brought a sock that I could knit walking around. <laughs> nope, they're all back home. <laughs> I was so mad. So I listened to my audiobook, and it was a really good audiobook, but oh, I get to look out the window and watch beautiful New York colors passing by, and we, we got there, and we got there a little bit early. We got there before 10, 9.30, 9.40-ish, I want to say we got there, which was nice, so got out, walked around, went to go see some friends. My friend Sarah was working in the Ross Farm booth. Um, she's PA Nitwit. If you need some you know, beautiful um, accessories and socks, definitely go check out her patterns. I'm biased. I know her, but her patterns are lovely. 
walked around a bit. I got my lunch really, really early because I've learned the hard way. Do not eat between, say, 11.30 and 1 because you will just be in line for hours. So I got my falafel, walked around, checked out the barns, realized I'd also left my printout of who I wanted to reach back home. So, yeah, petting zero so far at this point. But the falafel was marvelous, so I had a really good falafel. So at that point, I was like, well, I know that a lot of the people I hit last year are in the same spots because I looked them up to see where the booths were going to be. So I I went to go check them out, and I walked around a bit. So I went to check out. There was one vendor who'd had a lot of cotton last year, so I wanted to pick up some more cotton there. And the tent was set up, but there was nobody in the tent. Okay, so not going there. So then there was another vendor that sold um, a whole bunch of selection last year of non sheep yarns. So I went over there and they did have a little corner of non-sheep yarns this year, but most of them were sheep yarns. They'd really cut down on their non-sheep yarns. So I, 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 you know, looked through their bins and stuff, but a lot of it was similar stuff that I picked up recently or even a couple of things that I'd bought from them last year and still hadn't had a chance to spin up. So didn't want to get any more bast bamboo or any more tussa silk. I need to work with what I have before I buy more. So Still striking out zero, so I kept walking around, and I went over to um, Great Great Adirondack Yarns, excuse me, and I looked at their stuff last year, but I hadn't bought anything. So this year, since I, I, well, striking out with the fiber, why don't I get some nice yarn, and I'll pick up some needles, and I can actually knit something on the way home. So I got a couple skeins of their Bamboo Cotton Blend 50-50. It's got a really nice drape to it. And this is in a selection of sort of turquoise blues, sort of like medium blue to turquoise through to purples. And it's really, really pretty. So I got that. And then I walked around a bit. And then I went to do some wine tasting because I knew I wanted to bring my uh, husband home. A couple bottles of wine. I do that every year. So it's a thank you for him watching the boys all day. I, uh, I bring him back a little treat along with my treats. So I did that, and then it was about time for the podcaster meetup, so it was a little bit early, so I headed over there. I actually got a seat, which was amazing, and so I sat down and started winding my yarn, and basically that's what I did the entire podcaster meetup. So usually I walk around and say hi to people. This time I pretty much sat down, people came over and said hi to me, which was different, but it was a lot of fun. People kept coming over and saying, look at you, you're winding yarn at Rhinebeck, and I had to explain, yes, I... I, I had a project, but it's in my living room, <laughs> so I'm on the web spot, so I need something to do. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. So I, I had several people who were really good sports and actually held the skein for, you know, five minutes. One lady sat there for a good 15 minutes holding the skein of yarn. Thank you so much. You're a lifesaver. And I got this fingering weight yarn, this ball, almost 500 yards, wound up all the way, despite a few tangles and a few knots. <laughs> Finally got finished. So big hello to everybody I met there. Uh, I got to run into some people. It was nice to see again. It's always nice to run into Boston Jen. We have some friends in common. Um, they know my maid of honor and their family. So it's really nice to say hello and catch up. And her mom was there. So I got to chat with her. And Amy Florence, I met at SSK. So it was nice to say hello to her again. And then I totally had a fangirl moment with Isolde Teague, because I love her. Um, the first sweater I ever knit was an Isolde Teague. It was Vivian. She designed it back for the Twist Collective back in 08, and it's a crazy cable sweater, and it's beautiful, and it's gorgeous. 
And uh, when I picked this sweater, nobody told me that cables were hard. I was taking a knitting class and our knitting teacher definitely wanted people to stretch and and work on something and then bring it to our our class. And then she would help you through any problems you had. So I said, well, this is gorgeous. This is the stuff I want to wear. So I'm going to make it. She said, okay, let's make it. And I bought the yarn and and I made it and it's gorgeous. I still have it. It's beautiful. I love that sweater. And it's a great example of how what people tell you can affect your perception of the world. Because if nobody tells you knitting is hard or lace is hard or color work is hard, you don't think it's hard. You just think, okay, this is just something I need to learn. Once I learn it, then it will be easy. So I need to say a big thanks to my knitting teacher, Mimi, who taught me how to knit about 10 years ago now, because she never told us that anything was supposed to be hard. And she made sure that other folks in the class never told us that something was supposed to be hard. If we wanted to do it, she would work with us till we learned how to do it. It was great. So thank you, Mimi. So after the podcaster meetup, and after I finally get my skein of yarn fully wound, <laughs> uh, I walked around, did a little more shopping, you know, had a few more nibbles, that kind of stuff. I walked through the barns a lot after the podcaster meetup and, and, met some lovely animals and saw some more beautiful fiber and yarn bowls and hand spun yarn and just some gorgeous things. It's so much fun just to window shop and walk through. Oh, just beautiful things in Rhinebeck. And then around three o'clock, suddenly the heavens poured forth. (laughs) It started pouring. It only poured for maybe Five, ten minutes, but it was, I mean, those massive, giant raindrops. So, of course, everybody's in beautiful hand knits. So, everyone goes scrambling to get undercover. I had brought my raincoat, so I brought that out and covered myself up and tried my uh, my Rhinebeck sweater that had turned into a vest because I didn't have time to knit the sleeves. I, it's longer than my raincoat, so I kind of hitched it up inside the waistband of my raincoat as much as I could. And I was in line for the bathroom, <laughs> so... At that point, I wasn't going to move because I know everybody else would be trying to get indoors. So I just stayed in line and tried to keep myself and my packages dry and use the bathroom. And then when I get out, of course, you couldn't stay inside the bathroom because there's only so much room in the bathroom. So I ran for (laughs) somewhere else. And by that point, it pretty much had stopped raining. And that was good. And I managed to connect with a few other folks. It was so nice to see. Hi, Shelly. Nice to see you again. I ran into her after the rainstorm, and nice to chat. We met each other for the first time this summer in person. She's an online knitting friend, and it's so nice to meet those people in person, isn't it? Rhinebeck is great for that sort of thing. And then pretty soon, it was time to pack up and head back to the bus. We had to be back on the bus at 3.45, and I was. I was back on the bus before the cutoff. Had my grabbed my seat, said hi to my seatmate, who was a, a very lovely lady. Hello. It was so nice to sit with you, Joanne. And it was time to get ready for the ride home. So, of course, the uh, you know there was no internet being ran. There was really wasn't much internet connection until we got back over the bridge. So I was trying to look up shawls to do with the yarn I'd bought. And finally, I just gave up and started making another changing staircases shawl. I've made it before, and I knew this yarn would look really good in that pattern. And I actually bought two skeins so that I can make a, a second changing staircases shawl in this yarn, as I mentioned. And I'm going to save the second skein of yarn. And I'm going to make a different shawl with that now that I have access to an internet connection. I'm thinking of actually pairing that up with some gray sock yarn I have and doing, I found a nice, um, I think it's by um, Curious Handmade. 
uh, from Helen from Curious Handmade, she has sections of garter stitch and then sections of lace. And I thought it would look really nice doing the garter stitch in this um, kind of marled blue-purple turquoise color and then do the lace in the gray and um, then do it out that way. It would look really pretty together, but I'm still not 100% sure. I have not bought the pattern yet, but definitely, definitely thinking and planning for the second skein of yarn. So that pretty much ended my day at Rhinebeck. Took the bus back to Webb's. We were at Webb's before 7 o'clock. Then hopped in the bus. Or sorry, hopped off the bus, got in my car, started to head home. Stopped at the um, one of the um, I-90 Mass Pike rest stops again. Used the bathroom, you know, get some food, and, you know, grab some french fries and ate quickly in the car and then headed home. Got home a little after, oh, 8.30, 8.45-ish, probably. The boys were in bed. But I got to come home and sort of decompress a little bit before bed. It was a very, very long day. It was, you know, on the road for about 14 hours total. But it was totally worth it and definitely recommend it. One other quick thing for Out and About. This coming Saturday, I will be vending at a craft fair in Orleans, Cape Cod, Massachusetts, so November 3rd. If you are on the Cape and you are interested in getting some uh, presents for folks coming up for the holiday season, there will be a craft fair at the Nosset Middle School in Orleans. Stop by, say hello, love to chat with you. And I will be promoting knitting and selling some handmade items there. On the run. Well, I have not actually run at all since Rhinebeck. Uh, Rhinebeck was great, you know, a little foot sore after, you know, walking around for five or six hours straight, minus the yarn ball winding. Um, but the day after Rhinebeck, my littlest son jumped on my foot and landed with all his weight on one particular bone in sort of the middle side of my foot. Holy moly, did that hurt. So um, I'm not limping, but it's still uncomfortable enough that I'm not going to be running probably for at least another week or two. You know, I've been on my feet running around chasing the boys the past couple of weeks. We've had just had a, a crazy, insane schedule. So it just hasn't had any time to rest. So I'm hoping that after this first craft fair, I'll have time to maybe put my foot up a little bit more and let it rest. And so I think I'll be focusing on swimming for the next couple of weeks. So we might bring you some cardio cross-training stuff coming up for the next couple of weeks in the On The Run segment. And so last up, a quick pattern stocking shawls. I am just looking at all the shawls. Now that it's getting cold, all I want to do is knit shawls. I don't actually have any interest in my whips. I just want to cast on new things and it's shawls for some reason, which is really funny because up until a year or so ago, I usually avoided shawls. Like I didn't get it. I'll be honest. I did not get the whole shawl craze. I was a garment knitter. I knitted sweaters and then sometimes, you know, hats. I avoided scarves like the plague. I still hate knitting scarves. They're just so long and boring. But I'm a garment knitter primarily. But starting about a year ago, I kind of started to get the shawl bug and I knit a few and I did a few mystery cows and knit a few things I found online and some friends patterns. And I am now getting the shawl bug. I get it. I, I totally get it. I understand why you all love shawls. It makes sense now. Why it didn't make sense before doesn't actually make sense to me because I'm one of those people who always runs cold. I'm always freezing from basically you know, mid-October to early April, I am cold constantly. So why I don't wear shawls is beyond me. But I am hoping to make myself a whole bunch of shawls this winter and rectify that problem. So if you have suggestions for a favorite shawl, I don't care what the weight is. I don't care what the yardage is. I just want to hear about shawls that you loved to make and that you actually wear. Because that's one thing I found talking to friends who 
like shawls is sometimes they're not as wearable as you would hope. So tell me all about your favorite shawls that you love to knit and wear. I would love to hear about it. You can find me on Instagram and Ravelry as Windswept Monique. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter as Windswept Knits. And I would love to hear what you like to knit. That brings us to the end of the show. We're already approaching the 25-minute mark, so I am going to cut it off here because I never go over 30 minutes, and this is running long for me. I hope you all had a wonderful Halloween. I hope you have a wonderful week and a very happy early November. Keep those legs and those needles moving. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.